0: Shade Ambrose Medeben, founder of the Women's Inspiring Impact Network. Today's inaugural podcast is going to be entitled, How to Be a Corporate Queen, Adjust Your Crown and That of Others. I was recently invited to speak on this topic actually, and realized that it's actually a topic that I believe a number of other women would find useful and invaluable to listen to. Hence why this is the inaugural topic and when you think about it in terms of context setting, women and girls actually make up half of the population in the world according to the United Nations Turning Promises into Action Gender Equality report. Leaning and McKinsey's recent report entitled Women in the Workplace stated that the biggest obstacle that women face is much earlier in the pipeline. In fact, it's at the first step up as a manager. They actually coined it to be the broken wrong. In fact, fixing the broken wrong is something that they highlighted as key to achieving gender parity. Fixing the broken wrong is to go from being invisible to being impossible to ignore. And this is also according to Forbes. So, become your own champion. And I'll be sharing a lot of some of my tips on how to do just that. I've specifically decided to use an analogy here today. And when I use that analogy, I'm using an analogy of chess. And that's why I've chosen that particular image for the, um, the, the depiction of, of this podcast. I must confess, though, that I am a fan of analogies, metaphors and illustrations alike. And I don't know how many of you actually are familiar with the strategic game called chess. The most powerful chess piece that each player has is a queen. That queen is able to move in any direction along a rank, file or diagonal position. This queen is very powerful and rules her independent sovereign states supremely. That's the realistic definition of a queen. And we have so many um, historical queens to, to, to refer. One still with us today, the Queen of England. We have African Queen Amina, Queen, or should I say Cleopatra from Egypt, who ruled for many years. Catherine the Great, who ruled Russia. And these are very, you know, accomplished women. And so hence today, um, I also want to really focus on, on, on that and how you all can be queens doing very well in your corporate career. <coughs> so I'll start with illustrating a little bit about my, myself. I'm a corporate executive with more than 25 years experience both here in Africa and also um, in Europe and the UK. I've worked for many FTSE 100 organisations. My background is indeed multifaceted, you know, spanning finance, strategy, change, communication and sustainability. This all gives me a cumulative edge in everything that I do, because particularly for me, um, in everything that I do do, I do challenge the status quo, I do not see obstacles, and um, I use it to also enliven my purpose, which is to inspire best in myself, and others. I've served on a number of boards and currently I am a board member as well. I served in the past on the 24th Executive Board Committee of the Nigerian Economic Summit Group. I also serve currently at the United Nations SDG which stands for Sustainable Development Goals for the Private Sector Advisory Group in Nigeria and the United Nations Global Compact Board here in Nigeria as well. I also served as the pioneer president for EuroCAMS, which was formerly known as EBO, European Business Organization, now been rebranded to be EuroCAMS, European Chamber of Commerce in Nigeria. I'm an alumna of the Lagos Business School and the Side Business School in Oxford in England. I've been recognized and won many um, notable awards um, one that I'm quite uh, delighted about is the United Nations most influential person of African descent climate action, that's sustainability. I was appointed and asked to serve as a senator representing Nigeria at the World Business Angels Investment Forum, WBAF, which focuses on gender and financial inclusion. Needless to say, I'm very passionate about uplifting and collaborating with women, and hence why I founded Win. Now recall some of the context that I mentioned earlier. One topic that I really want to spend a bit of time on is on success and self-promotion. Naturally women are typically reluctant to do just that. They don't want to be um, uh, otherwise seen to, to, to really be, be you know, one could say boastful, but it's really an important aspect that women actually have to be unbashed in terms of self-promotion. In fact, it's important that we uh, become comfortable being uncomfortable, paving the way for one's growth, visibility, and credibility. Many women that I come across tend not to self-promote. In fact, when they're applying for jobs, as we all know, women tend to seek to meet the criteria of of a role 100% as opposed to men who seek to just really cover 5% and apply for the job and they'll figure out the rest later. There's a great book that I read recently called Women and Leadership by Julia Gillard, the former Australian prime minister and our very own Dr. okonjo Awelia. I really found this book very, very insightful. In fact, highly illuminating because it actually interviewed a number of accomplished women, leaders, across the world, sharing their real lives and their real lessons. And they really do advocate success and self-promotion. So that's something that I really, um, re- you know, recommend you, you you go and read. So we've talked about success and, and self-promotion. And obviously, I've not given um, a lot of, of uh you know depth to it but um i'm more or less happy to to have a specific topic on that should i get feedback from you following this podcast the second topic that i feel is very important for queens is about significance and impact and when we think and define what significant is significant is really about standing standing with impact impact means influence effects impression footprints okay influence and importance, that's significant. This is when you're really making an impact. And it's important that whatever you're doing, seek to achieve just that. I, for instance, find sustainability really and truly crucial to our very core existence. And it's something that I stand for, and quite a lot of the content and activities that I do from a leadership standpoint actually are within that um, core area. And when we define sustainability, sustainability is really about um, meeting current needs without jeopardizing or compromising the ability of the future generation to meet their needs. So when we're talking about significance and impact, really, really stop, think, and ask yourself, what do I stand for? Okay? Like I said, I stand for sustainability because i care about the needs of tomorrow i feel that it does impact our people and our planet and it diverse from a diversity and inclusion standpoint it's really important okay so when we're talking about success and impacts significance and impact that's a, another topic that i really wanted to to share with you What I'd also like to do is also share with you some further insights and lessons that I've actually happened to um, sort of um, experience over the last uh, 25 plus years. And I'm going to share it in the context of how it has enabled me, empowered me to consistently lead and deliver high performance. And when I'm talking about high performance, I'm also telling you my my how, okay? So, for instance, when you're setting a goal, it is not a linear line. In fact, it's a squiggly line. People typically think that in order to, to be successful, you set the goal, you have the idea, you build it and you get cracking. But reality sets in, experience educates you, so that when you start, it's really hard work. In fact, sometimes you can fail. In fact, take some steps back, stop sometimes as well. But hey-ho, it's about ensuring you still stay on that course. And in no particular order, I will share some of my insights about how to consistently lead and deliver high performance. First and foremost for me is about having clarity of purpose. Know what you stand for and why. So essentially, what is your why? Mine is to inspire best in myself and others. Always, that's the stretch. When you're clear about what you stand for and why, you cannot drift. Here I go again with my analogies and I use that deliberately here, okay? The second one for me as well is about applying ART principles. So I'm very fond of acronyms as well. And the A stands for awareness. Plato says the biggest battle is the battle of self. You have no business trying to conquer anything else unless you understand and master yourself. So having self-awareness is very important. Understanding and being honest with yourself in terms of what you can do, need to do and must do. And really about holding yourself accountable and also understanding your temperaments as well. And I could go on and on. So self-awareness is important. There's these um, personality tests you can take that actually give you some very structured uh, and research-based frameworks and and insights. The second one out of the ART principle is about you taking responsibility. So self-awareness is the first wrong step. The second one is, is really about taking responsibility And I think that is self-explanatory in itself. It's for you to define what it is you want to be accountable and responsible for. And there are two distinctions between being accountable and also being responsible. Always note the distinction. There's only one person accountable. Responsibilities can be many people. In your case, you're dealing with yourself, so it's you. And the T stands for trust. That's really important. And as women, I always advocate that you heed your intuition herein as well. And when you're heeding your intuition as well, note that it often can defy logic. So it's about trusting your instinct. Typically, I'm sure this has happened to many women, and perhaps men. The reason I say many more women is because it's a natural gift we all have been given by the Almighty, whereby you sense things And it's always important for us to start to trust it rather than try to rationalize it, okay? So ART, apply these principles. Be consistent with your performance and create your unique brand. I alluded to that and that was why I elaborated on who I am, what I stand for, and why. So I've done that and I've illustrated that in my earlier comments. Enliven your values and be rooted in your faith. Everybody has to be anchored, whatever, you know, you know, religious uh, you know, category you, 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 you uh, follow or believe in. And bear in mind, your faith is something that is like a covenant that cannot be broken, okay? So trust that, and, and you know, for me, again, I'm sharing my particular, um, you know, insights and how I've been able to consistently lead and deliver high performance. I've already mentioned heeding your intuition, one that I also want to spend a bit of time on is the fact that tension is okay. Remember, I mentioned a majority of my experience, at least 18 to, you know, even I probably dare say 20 years of my experience has been in um, Europe and, and the UK. And my experience here working in Nigeria is that tension is, is, is something that is frowned upon. And I always say that tension is okay because it shows and demonstrates that perhaps, you know, that rigor is occurring. It's not personal. And if you believe, and even if it is wrong, remember it's a lesson learned as opposed to a failure, but your conviction and trust in yourself is really what is, is really important. Leadership is an experiential journey. Tension is okay, okay? Uplift others with sincerity. Sow seeds, okay? You don't need to to seek an immediate uh, reciprocal uh, benefit or or feedback. Just um, uplift others with sincerity. Seek feedback always. That's something that I'm hugely fond of. Feedback, feedback, feedback. In fact, feedback, as they say, is often the food of champions. And that feedback needn't be spoken. It needn't be a word. You can seek feedback from your intuition. You can seek feedback from body language. You can seek feedback immediately and course correct. So for instance, you're in a presentation or in a boardroom and you can see that people are not paying attention. Body language is speaking to you. Stop, pause, and adapt with agility. Feedback. It needn't be after the fact. Feedback can be on the job as well. Embrace innovation, creativity, change, and failure. I tend to call the latter lessons learned with gusto. I mean, quite frankly, nowadays it's inevitable, so you're forced to change anyway. But be bold, be audacious, and be extraordinary benchmark best in class always surround yourself with greatness fortunately we have the digital uh, platform these days so it's a case of just simply following someone you admire you have linkedin the corporate platform in the world be comfortable being uncomfortable this is another one that i will repeat be comfortable being uncomfortable i share this deliberately once again simply because One thing that I often find is that it's almost the other way around. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. That is how you grow. It forces you to come out of your comfort zone. Apply for that job, even if you just have 5% experience. Apply for it. You're going to be uncomfortable, but come on. You'll become comfortable. When you become comfortable, move. When you're submitting work, when you're, you're working with your boss, don't just submit good work, submit great work. Great work does require to be uncomfortable being uncomfortable. It requires you to examine yourself. It requires you to think differently. It requires you to even almost sometimes wear the hat of the person that you're going to be giving that presentation or interfacing with. What are they going to think? What could possibly go wrong here? Etc., etc., etc. Be visible. Seek sponsors. Welcome leaders with track records. Sponsors help you move up while mentors help you skill up. Have a strategy. Stand for something first and foremost. Be visible, not just in your sphere of influence, but also in other areas whereby you'll be noticed. Remember, sponsors will not risk their relationship capital on someone that they don't know. Okay? Remember, sponsors welcome leaders with track records and they will then be willing to help you move up. You have to obviously develop a relationship with them first. You have to obviously build trust and credibility as well. Okay? Mentors will help you skill up. I mentor a lot of women and have mentored them over the years. I share my experiences with them and they can figure out, they come to me with issues and problems and we try you know, to, to, to discuss and brainstorm. Ultimately, it is you as the mentee that goes away and skills yourself up, but you've been given a number of uh, key core ingredients to make sure your skilling up is a success. Network strategically and build your sponsor relationships objectively. A person that I would um, recommend that you go and buy her autobiography is Margaret Thatcher. She did that with finesse. Starting from way back when she was uh, being coached and mentored by her father. She came from a common background. And those of you who don't know, Margaret Thatcher was the first female prime minister of England the United uh, Kingdom many many years ago and she basically was extremely deliberate and focused with ruthless execution on networking strategically and building sponsor relationships objectively be proactive and enterprising propose solutions be known as that person as the go-to person okay and when I say enterprising People typically often think that to be an entrepreneur requires you to have an own business. In business, in the corporate world, you're managing a business. So, ex- you know, um, execute and exhibit those enterprising characteristics. Grit, resilience, wit, work life must balance, okay? So, whatever you're doing, I'm a mother, three daughters, been married for 31 years and counting, Um, whatever I do, I've always made sure that my family comes first. That's my preference. What I'm saying is work-life balance must balance. In other words, have a life-life balance. And as for grit, it's not going to be easy. Remember I told you the goal setting uh, uh, linear line is not a straight line. It's a very squiggly line. And as I mentioned, very finally, read autobiographies. And just before I close, significance. I've decided to mention names of some very significant leaders to inspire and motivate you. And a number of these significant leaders names i'll be sharing have passed they're no longer with us but they're still significant they all embody most of the success points that i've mentioned they have the power influence and capacity to lead inspire at critical mass levels if you think about the likes of you know nelson mandela he's just his name is a brand If you think about the likes of Martin Luther King Jr, his name is a brand. If you think about Madame Fumilaya Ransom Kuti, wow, now she's an, a person I'm going to pause about because she was an educator, an activist and a fierce advocate for Nigerian women's rights. She founded the Abeokuta Women's Union and helped negotiate Nigeria's independence from Great Britain in 1960. A formidable woman. You have Indra Nui, the former PepsiCo leader. You have Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Owella. Now she's an amazing woman you have Carla Harris, and so on and so forth. So the reason I just decided to mention some of these names is because when you, when you think about the attributes of significant leaders, go and Google some of these and find some of yourselves, you will see a number of some of the points that I've mentioned here today. And to close, I'd like to share two quotes from two powerful leaders. Margaret Thatcher, who I told you was a former first female prime minister of England. And a quote that I really like and I'll share with you that she said many years ago goes as follows. If you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Powerful, isn't it? Facts as well. And another significant, amazing, formidable leader is Dr. Ngozi okonjo Owelia, the Director General of the World Trade Organization. And her quote that I really like goes as follows. Investing in women is smart economics. Investing in girls, catching them upstream is even smarter. Economics. Like I said, and I repeat again, I've decided to share this inaugural podcast with you entitled How to Be a Corporate Queen Adjust Your Crown and That of Others. I hope you enjoyed it. It's short, it's succinct. I look forward to your feedback. What resonated most with you? What topic would you like me to, to discuss in, you know, further? I look forward to actually inviting other speakers, formidable leaders to come and have a conversation with you via this new podcast. Share some of those leaders you'd like to hear from. Book reviews you've read, autobiographies, conundrums, business issues you'd like to discuss. This platform is for you, winners. So I look forward to your feedback and thank you for listening.